Welcome to the Talent Exchange. Welcome back. I'm Jess, Head of Marketing at Networks. We connect great talent with fantastic businesses nationwide through intuitive applicant tracking technology and supportive recruitment campaigns. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Rob Baker, who is Training Manager and Data Protection Officer at Networks. Rob plays a vital role in ensuring not only networks are GDPR compliant, but also educating and supporting our clients with their data management processes. GDPR and data compliance should be at the heart of every recruitment process. And although technology is a brilliant aid, it doesn't replace the need for clear process mapping and risk analysis. We are lucky to have Rob to share his insights today. So please introduce yourself for the listeners, Rob. Hi, great to be joining the podcast today. I'm Rob Baker from Networks. So I'm the training manager and data protection officer for Networks. The first part of that means that I'm responsible for the design, delivery, content and the training materials for both internal and external training. But it's the second half, the DPO bit, data protection officer, that's relevant to today's podcast. Due to the nature of our business in relation to both the types and quantity of data we process, it's always meant that we have to be registered with the ICO. And it was for those reasons that we needed to appoint a data protection officer. I qualified as a certified GDPR practitioner back in 2017, which gave both me and the business time to ensure we had everything we needed in place ahead of the May 2018 GDPR deadline. Thankfully, the knowledge I gained meant that the learning curve wasn't too steep when it came to implementing new policies and processes, changes to terms and conditions, risk assessments, and any mitigation that we might have had to do and ensured that everyone was trained on the GDPR. Day to day, I deal with the internal and client queries. I help to ensure we remain compliant as a business in our roles as controller for the network side of things and as a processor to our clients. I carry out DPIAs, data protection impact assessments for any system developments. I keep up to date with any changes in legislation, for example, like when we left the EU, and I make sure all staff are up to date on their annual training. I read through and accept or negotiate on third-party client processor agreements, as well as all of the other aspects outlined in Article 39 of the GDPR in relation to what a data protection officer does. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Rob, and welcome to the Talent Exchange to talk about this very crucial topic here about data and GDPR. So GDPR compliance, I'm sure you will agree, should be at the heart of every recruitment process. And despite the the UK no longer being part of the EU, the core principles of GDPR have been incorporated into UK data protection law. Therefore, organisations still need to abide by the rules and ensure compliance throughout their end-to-end recruitment process. Since these, this sort of change came into play, has anything really changed though, Rob? So, well, pre-2018, we know that Data Protection Act wasn't really fit for purpose. Post-2018, however, huge changes uh, happened. We have something now that's much more up-to-date and more in line with technology and society as a whole. Working practices are better and data is taken far more seriously by organizations, but I still think individuals are too lax about their own personal data. But going back to your question about leaving the EU, since 
leaving the EU. Things haven't changed that much on a day-to-day -day basis, but it is worth our clients reading the small print on things like special categories data. There's a few things in there. Data subject rights. So if you're looking at Data Protection Act uh, in relation to that, there's a few little bits in there. And the flow of data, obviously, between the UK and when they have offices or process data from elsewhere, because obviously the GDPR was EU legislation, we've had to write that into UK legislation. So some of it is slightly different. Do I think people need to update their privacy policies? Uh, I would say yes, it's always better to be belt and braces with things like this. The other thing, obviously, is that even though it went down to the 11th hour, we do have an adequacy decision, which means that data is allowed to flow freely between the UK and the EU vice and vice versa. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for sharing that really important information. With savvy technology in place, there is an assumption that we are all abiding by the rules through our processes. But like you said there with the updating of privacy policies, it's incredibly important to understand the detail to ensure that your processes and procedures are in place are designed in a compliant manner. Can you share a little bit more about how compliance impacts recruitment in general? Yep. So whether you have an applicant tracking system or an inbox full of potential candidates or even a stack of paper application forms, you need a clear path to follow. And those involved need to be educated and aligned to that. So first of all, it's important to know your role. Are you a controller or are you a processor? We're all responsible for handling data and we're all accountable for our actions and the law is quite explicit in that. It's also clear on who does what and the penalties for getting things wrong. People do get hung up on the penalties, but we know how the ICO prefers to work in relation to that. I think it's important to consider what data you want and whether you're allowed to ask for it or not. And where is that data going to be held? What technical measures are in place for security, access in the event of a breach and so on? I think a good data flow mapping exercise is essential. So to work out what data you've got, where it's going, what the touch points are. I combine our data flow maps with DPIAs. So that allows me to identify and mitigate uh, and work with the, the relevant teams to, like I say, iron out any risks or accept any risks along the data's journey. I think irrespective of role, you always have six principles to adhere to. And I think if you interpret those correctly for your recruitment journey, you are onto a winner. I always align those six principles to a good privacy policy. And I think if you treat those principles as rules that you should follow and convert them into what it is that you're doing and stick to those, then you are going in the right directions. So I think from those six principles, things like lawfulness, fairness, and transparency, it's I'm going to state to everyone the legal reason for by which I am allowed to process your data. I'm going to be very clear about what I'm processing it for, and I'll treat that data fairly. And it, for example, in line with the Equalities Act. Purpose limitation wise, I'll only process it for the reasons I've stated and nothing else. And again, as long as everyone's on board with all of this and understand these principles or rules, then that's important, irrespective of applicant tracking system or not. Data minimization wise, I'll only ask for the right amount of data, nothing more for the purposes I've stated uh, above. 
accuracy. I'll ensure in the best way I can that the data I want to process is as accurate as possible. And I'll put whatever measures I can do in place to ensure that. Storage limitation wise, I suppose this becomes a bit more difficult when you don't have things in a digital format, but you will only hold the data for the time it's needed and ensure that it's removed, deleted, purged afterwards. And then you've got integrity and confidentiality. So the mechanisms that I use for all of the above, storage, accuracy, and so on, will be and will continue to be of a suitably high standard when it comes to security. And as an individual or organization, we'll keep that data confidential. So you touched on a little bit about data storage there, Rob. So I just wonder if you could delve into that a bit more because data storage in recruitment is crucial ensuring that it's maintained and stored correctly. Could you share a little bit more? So, yeah, I think uh, irrespective of the types of data, special categories, name, email, answers to questions, criminal convictions, I think having a good applicant tracking system means that the storing and processing of data is so much more straightforward and clear rules around the types of data and who can access them can be easily defined. The hard work of the design, security and purging of that data has all been done for you. So you just need to use it in the correct way. I think the problems lie when you take data outside of a system or you don't accurately reflect real life processes through your systems. So through your ATS. And, but the network system is a great way of showing a clear audit trail of who's done what with a candidate's application, their information that they've provided. I think another example is when we have laziness. So you find the right candidate early on and you think, yeah, that's it. Don't need to review or process any of the others. And then what do I do with that data? Do I shred it? If I've got it in a paper-based thing, do I just leave it in a drawer? Do I leave it on my desk? These are all risks that people are sometimes not always considering. And if you think about accountability and fairness, going back to those principles, I don't want to be in a position where I actually have to help someone or advise or speak to a legal team or communicate with the ICO. So ideally, people are going to do it properly in the first instance. So you don't want to be at a point where it's gone too far, having good practices, storing things correctly, uh, making sure that data is only held for the right amount of time is all key to this. Some really, really important points there. Thank you, Rob. So what would you say one of the biggest challenges that in-house recruiters are facing in terms of compliance? And do you have any top tips that you can sort of share? Uh, yeah, so I think the biggest challenges are keeping track of data and ensuring everyone considers security and GDPR, Data Protection Act, by default. I think a well-configured applicant tracking system built by knowledgeable people is key to the first one built on par with how a computer network is built. So if you think about permissions, hierarchy, structure, functionality, privacy by default and design, this means that the basic integrity of a system already provides a sound platform that you can build upon. It then makes sense to use good principles around DPIAs and data flow mapping to work out what data is going to go where and any risks that you've identified and how to mitigate those. At networks, we have, as I mentioned previously, combined DPIAs in with the flow mapping to make it easy for us to identify where there's any risk. And that's risk to us, risk to the client or the candidate, the data subject. 
We do the same with new system developments. So where we have possibility that there could be any risk, we then look for a DPIA to be produced by myself. And then we will work through that to get the risk either to an acceptable level or mitigated or removed completely. HR recruitment and recruitment teams aren't necessarily specialists in GDPR. So I think in anything you do in relation to in-house recruitment, you should always have your data protection officer involved with the project. I think these days it's more difficult to justify why you don't need a data protection officer or the equivalent within an organization. Second part of what we we're just talking about, I think, is dealt with by training and policy and process. And I always find that top-down commitment is best, certainly from a best practice point of view. If you've got the, the directors, the heads involved, they understand the, the importance of data protection. They will make sure that that filters down to everyone throughout the organization. I don't think tech should be a barrier to this. I think it should certainly make it easier. And I think some really simple changes can make a big difference. Fantastic. Thank you, Rob. So at this point in the podcast, we like to ask a little bonus question. And I think we've got time to ask a couple of bonus questions today. So the first one is what one key trend do you think is going to have an impact on talent acquisition in the next six months? So I think from a, a trend point of view, I mean, the market will decide this. It always does. But at the moment, we've got this toxic mix, I suppose, of, of Brexit and COVID. I think that means that expectations of, of candidate quality and quantity needs to be readdressed. It doesn't necessarily need to be lowered, but I do think that in-house training is key to getting what you want and seeing the potential of people, not necessarily what qualifications they're already coming with, but where you can perhaps take them, what they come with from a, an aptitude point of view as well as an attitude point of view I think is is really important I think it's going to come at a price to companies I think they're also going to have to consider incentivizing talent to move away but done in a way that's going to minimize risk to that candidate and offer things perhaps other than salary uh, we know in uncertain times people tend to stay put if they're feeling secure in one particular role Definitely. And we've been doing some research recently about candidate expectations and understanding the motivations and drivers for people moving and, and actually the weighting, which typically might have seen salary in a higher position, is actually changing and, and things like flexible working, working environment, the training and qualification support, and also the kind of development for them with their career is also coming up quite highly alongside employer brand in fact and those company values so really important point there thank you Rob one of our last questions today just I know that you've talked previously in the office about sharing a recent talent acquisition initiative that you've seen that you thought was particularly inspiring or that you admired could you share that with us yeah, absolutely. I'm always impressed when people are really, really proactive and, and take the, the problems head on. And I've seen this just recently. So one of our clients is actually offering to train people up to become HGV drivers. They do a lot of distribution, but they also move stock between various places. And obviously at the moment, we know that there aren't many people uh, or there is a backlog, should I say, of people waiting to qualify as drivers. We know that people aren't moving, people aren't necessarily looking to train up, but they've actually said, 
come and work for us and we'll train you up to be HGV drivers. We'll put you through your tests. And equally as importantly, they are offering a great starting salary once you're qualified. And all they're wanting is uh, the basics of that you've passed your, your driving test. And so they will start you on this pathway to become, to getting proper qualifications, real life experience, and you'll be then set up uh, in a, a big established company. No, fantastic. And I think, like you were saying with your first point um, on the bonus questions, that people are having to be more creative in their approach to attract the right candidates when the market has been so turbulent over the last sort of 12 months. So thank you, Rob. No, that's a really, really insightful, insightful thing to share there. Well, and thank you as well for joining us on the Talent Exchange. You've been absolutely brilliant today. And thank you for sharing your thoughts. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on GDPR within the recruitment process and we hope you'll join us on our other podcast too where we share insights, top tips and discussions on the latest HR and recruitment trends. For more information about how Applicant Tracking Platform can support you with your GDPR compliance and how we are supporting over 450 clients nationwide to attract, engage, manage and onboard top talent, head over to networksolutions.co.uk. Until next time.